Penn State and Ohio State. It's the biggest game of the year in the Big Ten so far. And I wonder if Ohio State is healthy enough to win this football game. What do you think? Locked on Big Ten starts right now. You are locked on Big Ten. Your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Big Ten. I am Craig Scheman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. You know we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. And it is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Go to prizepicks.com slash College and use the code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100 daily. Fantasy sports made easy. Well, we got a showdown at Columbus this weekend, and I'm not sure the home team is healthy enough to win this football game. Plus, we've got the latest news and hyperbole from around the league and our Tuesday tweets. See if you made the cut. Put a few extra ones in there today. Be sure to subscribe, the black button down below, and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way, You'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. So Penn State at Ohio State, it's the biggest game of the year in the Big Ten until the next one and then the next one and the next one. But it starts getting serious right now. And, you know, both teams still have to play Michigan and no game will be bigger than Ohio State. Michigan, I know I don't even have to say that. But for now, Saturday's noon kickoff on Fox is the biggest game of the year. By the way, the Buckeyes are four-and-a-half-point favorites in this one as of now. But I have some serious health concerns for the Buckeyes, which I'll share with you in a moment. It's one of those pare-down games, right? We're trying to weed out the best four, then the best three, then the best two, or the best one of the conference. The Big Ten, no matter how many teams have been in the league or historically been in the league, you know, it used to be called when I was a kid the Big Two and the Little Eight. And by the way, that harkens back to the days when there were actually only 10 teams in the Big Ten. Back in those days, Woody Hayes at Ohio State and Bo Schambachler in Michigan, that was it. They would kind of use the rest of the league as a warm-up scrimmage until they got to face each other at the end of the year and try to determine a champion and a trip to the Rose Bowl. That was what was all on the line. So fast forward to this season, got a lot more teams in the league, more coming. And we like to call it the big three. That's the thing we've been, we've called it here, the big three all, all summer long. And because uh, Penn State now has grown into a powerhouse, I think they deserve that title. And a lot will be decided on Saturday. You know, the Maryland Terps wanted us to call it the big four. They started out five and oh, and they wanted to prove that they belong with the big three. And unfortunately for them, look, they gave a good effort a, a week and a half ago. They didn't win at Ohio State. So they're back to the, the next tier if you will. But look, that's still Maryland, still a good football team, still winning a lot of football games. There's no shame there. So we are back to the big three for now. And I'm not sure we totally solve whether we can pair the conference down to two after this weekend or get even closer because what if I'm, people are talking about, what if all these teams split against each other? Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, everybody's one and one. What do we do? We're going to talk about that later this week as well. Anyway, this weekend's game in Columbus is absolutely huge. It features two of the top three defenses in, in all of college football. But the first question we need to discuss here is Ryan Day and his roster and the health of the Buckeyes. Running backs, uh, Travion Henderson, he's missed two games now in a row. 
Mayan Williams, last year's leading rusher, sat out Saturday's game versus Purdue as well with the injuries. And Chip Trainum, he was clearly concussed during the Purdue game. So they are very, very thin at running back. Uh, Dalen Hayden made his debut and rushed for 76 yards and a touchdown. Good job by him. And the Buckeyes also had to rely on Xavier Johnson, which is fine, but Xavier Johnson is a wide receiver. Uh, yeah, the Buckeyes are down to two scholarship running backs available right now, Hayden and Evan Pryor. That's it. And frankly, before all these injuries took place, the Ohio State Buckeyes only averaged about two yards of carry versus Maryland the week before. The offensive line, they're still having trouble getting out and meeting the linebackers at the second level. Uh, they had problems with Terp linebackers against Maryland. You juxtapose that with Penn State's um, rush, and um, you know their running game, it's going to be tough. And, and also uh, Penn State's rushing defense against Ohio State is going to be tough. The, the running game on both sides of the ball for Penn State is pretty strong, and I'm just I'm wondering how this is going to play out on Saturday and, you know, back to uh, Penn state's uh, defense for a minute. They only give up 73 yards per game. So it's going to be a tough deal on both sides of the ball here. And there's more. Uh, Ameka Egbuka, he didn't play either. He's had 22 catches for 300 yards and three touchdowns for Ohio state. Now they do have a luxury and that they have Marvin Harrison jr. Speaking of Marvin Harrison jr. And he's probably going to be going head-to-head -head with the, one of the premier corners in college football and Kalen King for Penn State. That is a matchup I'm looking forward to. And um, so regarding these injuries, we'll get more information as the week goes on. Then again, we might not. Uh, Ryan Day might be playing a little bit of poker here and keeping it close to the vest and not letting James Franklin and Penn State have any idea what his roster is going to look like on Saturday. So, that kind of information is at a premium right now. Back to Marvin Harrison for a moment. This is going to be a big problem, I think, maybe for Penn State and their defense. Uh, he's their go-to guy. 31 catches, 604 yards, and five touchdowns so far. He is Kyle McCord's favorite receiver out there. So even though Igbuka uh, is hurt, at least the Buckeyes have Harrison out there, who did get hurt a couple weeks ago with the ankle, but he's, he's okay now. You know, Penn State has some decent wide receivers too. Uh, Keandre Lambert-Smith, 31 catches, 400 yards, three touchdowns so far. And also, uh, they like to throw to their tight end. Well, you know, Tyler Warren, he's, an he's only got 16 catches this year, but they look for him in the red zone because he's got five touchdowns in those 16 catches. Uh, I mentioned the Penn State running game with uh, Nick Singleton and Katron Allen, both really even. They, uh, they use them both, so they're fresh. They're fresh all the time. Daquan Hardy for Penn State, something that uh, Ohio State will have to look at. Returned two punts last week for a touchdown. He's never returned punts before. Got two for a touchdown, so that's pretty good. So it's, uh, those are just some back and forth, some strengths and weaknesses for both sides. I wanted to throw out there and kind of do the first preview of the week here on this Tuesday. But again, regardless of the preview, I'm mostly concerned about Ohio State's injuries. But let's now settle in on the quarterback matchup for this game. I saved it for last, or not almost last, but most people go right to that first. I didn't want to be lazy like a lot of other people. I like, wanted to break down some different elements of this game. But the quarterback battle is going to be pretty important. And it's interesting because both of these quarterbacks uh, knew they became starters this year. Let's start with Kyle McCord. Well, I'll go head-to-head -head and compare them. Uh, completion percentage, Kyle McCord, 64%. Drew Aller, 65%. 
Cal McCord, 1,600 yards passing. Uh, Drew Aller, 1,200 yards passing. Cal McCord averages 10.5 yards per pass. That's pretty good. Drew Aller, 6.9. Cal McCord has 11 touchdowns and an interception. Drew Aller, 12 touchdowns, still no interceptions. Uh, that's one of the strongest parts of their game. They do not turn the ball over. McCord's been sacked four, uh, seven times, and Aller's been sacked four times. So a quarterback line-by-line line comparison. Pretty fair. I mean, it's pretty. It's pretty similar. Not a lot of uh, things jumping out that are different. These are both guys that are up again. I think starting out the season, Aller looked better right out of the box, and has just maintained. And I think McCord had a more of a curve to get where he's at now. Slow start, but now he seems to be really settling in for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, overall, the Buckeyes um, or Penn State rather leads the conference in scoring at uh, 44 points per game. Ohio State's right there at third at 36 points per game. But defense is the story in this series, other than the Ohio State injuries. We all know Michigan leads in scoring to defense at 6.7, but Penn State right there, eight points a game. Ohio State, 9.7 points per game. They both played six games. Penn State has given up 48 total points. Ohio State's given up 58. So that is that's pretty neck and neck for this point of the season. A couple individuals I want to throw your way. Uh, Adisa Isaac from Penn State leads the Big Ten with five sacks. Uh, he's second in the Big Ten with tackles for loss at seven and a half. Uh, also, uh, Talik Williams for Ohio State, six tackles for loss. And JT Tuimolo'au has three sacks. So... Look for them up front uh, defensively on both sides of the ball. You know, I mentioned Daquan Hardy with the two punt returns last week. He also has a couple of interceptions this year. Josh Proctor, uh, Proctor for Ohio State, he has an interception. So there are a lot of people. It's not just about the quarterback or the big receiver or whatever. There's a lot of depth put to both of these teams that I think add to the strategy of this football game. I know we're bouncing around a little bit, but I think there are a lot of little details that will matter when we come to this game. But again, no detail more important than the health of the Buckeyes, which we'll hopefully learn more by the end of the week. Overall, the Buckeyes have owned Penn State. They've owned almost everybody, really. Well, I hear you in Ann Arbor. I know the last couple, shh, couple of years have been different. I said almost everybody. But Against Penn State, the Buckeyes have won six straight and 10 of 11. So they've owned this lately. And um, again, they do that to most everybody. But overall, Ohio State leads the series 23 to 14. But this year's Penn State teams feel, uh, it feels different. It feels different. It feels ready to compete. And I know they have circled this one on their calendar for a long, long time. So um, I'm excited about this game. I know a lot of you are as well. Always welcome your comments on all of this on Twitter at Talk Big Ten or on YouTube as well. Uh, you can also hit us up on our website, talkbig10.com. That's with the number 10. So always welcome the comments. Uh, we got a little bit of overreaction and hyperbole again in Ann Arbor. We'll get to that. And speaking of that, I know we're going to spend a lot of time this week on uh, Penn State and Ohio State. But the Michigan-Michigan State game is this week. That's a big deal, a very big deal. Now, this year, Michigan's super good, and Michigan State's not. And there's the whole big brother, little brother thing. And there was the fight last year in the tunnel. Lots going on there. You know, we've been going live on Saturdays, Saturday afternoon, Saturday evenings with Lockdown Big Ten here on this channel. I think we're going to nail it down. We're going to come live halftime of the Michigan-Michigan State game. So keep a note of that. Um, but anyway, 
we'll get to all the latest news and notes going around the Big Ten and Tuesday tweets. Those are always really fun. It's one minute from here on Locked On Big Ten. You know, you may have a small business or an office and you got to hire people. It's like uh, filling roster spots when maybe there's an injury on a football team or, you know, trades or whatever. You don't trade employees, but you do need new ones every once in a while. And you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You put out your job posting out there and they got the purple hashtag hiring frame for your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Let everybody know. They have simple tools like uh, screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster so post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. So we've been talking a lot about the Buckeyes and their game against Penn state and they have their hands full preparing for that. And maybe with a limited roster as we have established you know, the following week, those of us that are not coaches and like to look ahead, Ohio State hits the road to take on Wisconsin at Camp Randall Stadium. And game time has been set. And that's why I'm letting you know. The game time is now 7.30 NBC. And the Badgers will likely be going with redshirt freshman Braden Locke be, at quarterback because senior Tanner Mordecai broke his throwing hand versus Iowa. I remember why I was watching it live. Hit, the, hit his hand on a helmet of a of an Iowa player and played one more play, and I think he was supposed to throw it because he ran. He's looking back at the sideline. You can read his lips. I can't throw the ball. They got him out of there, and it uh, looks like he's going to be out for a while with a broken hand. Um, also, let's not forget how special uh, this game in two weeks will be for the Badgers for Luke Fickle. Remember, he coached at Ohio State for like 15 years. Special teams coordinator, co-defensive coordinator, interim head coach, all that deal before he then went to Cincinnati and took that job and took them to a whole nother level. So yeah, probably some special feelings. Luke Fickle will want to end up trying to win that football game for uh for sure. In the overreaction category, Michigan coach Jim Harbaugh, you know, he talks about JJ McCarthy all the time as being a generational quarterback. He says now that JJ McCarthy is on the path to be the best quarterback in Michigan history. He says, I think going forward, J.J. will be the quarterback that all future quarterbacks are compared to, unquote. Those are high words. And again, it, he is a very interesting case study because he is darn near flawless. I think it uh, was, the, was the Bowling Green game. I think he had three interceptions. It got them all out of the way right then. He's been everything, Every other game this season has been just about flawless. But he only plays like three quarters, max. Michigan has such a big lead. Jack Tuttle comes in. And my point is, J.J.'s not racking up big stats. And you and I know that when people look to vote and talk on talk radio about Heisman Trophy, they always look to the stats, touchdown interception ratio, who's thrown for the most yards. You know how it goes. That's how it is. And he's really not racking up the stats because they're winning by such large margins. He's not playing as much as these other guys. It's just a fact. 
Some people say, look, you go run the table, you beat Penn State, you beat Ohio State, you win the Big Ten championship, you get, you know, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna win the, you can win the Heisman, maybe, maybe. But um, that's something we like to talk about on this this uh, podcast as well. Uh, meanwhile, Blake Corum was asked about that Michigan State game coming up. Remember, they had the big melee in the tunnel at Michigan Stadium. There were even charges brought forth at one point. It was it was nasty. It was ugly. And it's a rivalry, and it's a brotherly rivalry, big brother, little brother, all that. They hate that. And um, Blake Corum says, look, that kind of thing's always on the back of your mind, but it's not like we're going there just to rough them up again. It's uh, We're just going to handle our business and come out victorious. Very, very mature business like Blake Corum. By the way, Michigan's a 24-and-a-half-point favorite in that game. Iowa and Minnesota will be playing for the Floyd of the Rosedale. They've been doing that since the 1930s this weekend. You know, it's the 10th oldest uh, college football trophy. It's a, it's a huge bronze, like, big trophy. It's 98 pounds. And did you know that they originally played for a live pig? I was today years old when I found that out. Seriously, they used to play for a live. Forget the trophy. I'm just going to give you a pig. It's unbelievable. Uh, the Cornhuskers have some news regarding Matt Rule. He uh, was at his press conference and getting ready to play Northwestern this week. Heinrich Harburg is officially named the starter. I thought that issue was uh, solved weeks ago. Ramir Johnson plays to, uh, plans to come back for his sixth year. And Malachi Coleman is officially named a starting wide receiver this week. Uh, Matt Rule also says there's not a team on the schedule they can't beat. He also says there's not a team on the schedule that can't beat them. Smart coach. And a little fun fact. You remember back a week and a half ago, the Ohio State-Maryland game at, uh, at Ohio State? Remember, if you didn't catch the beginning of the game, you might not have noticed. The game was delayed for a few minutes right after kickoff because some idiot had a drone <laughs> came in into the field uh, area. And the operator of that drone has been busted, arrested. Um, he was a 28-year-old man. Charged with four things. You ever wonder yourself, hey, if I fly a drone in here, what would I be charged with? Well, I have the answer for you. Unsafe operation of an aircraft in a careless and reckless manner. That's one. Two counts of aircraft operation without a license. Don't know why it's two counts, but it is. Uh, inducing panic with reckless regard and disorderly conduct in a physically offensive condition. All right. There you have it. Uh, well, I take a moment here uh, while we're having some fun. Uh, thank you guys for uh, checking out Lockdown Big Ten, especially you everydayers that tune in every single day. For those that uh, do or don't, uh, be sure to subscribe. Uh, we're we're making a push to four thousand subscribers now, guys. I mean, we we started this thing with twelve hundred back in June when I took over this channel, and thanks to you guys, we're going to hit like four thousand. I'm very excited about that. Uh, so click on the, uh, the black subscribe button and then feel free to share also with any of your big 10 friends, follow like, and lock, uh, like lockdown big 10. And, um, also a reminder in addition to us going live Saturday for the halftime of uh, Michigan, Michigan state on this lockdown, big 10 channel. Also on this channel on Fridays. We have the uh, Lockdown College Football Kickoff Live Show. It's an hour from 11 a.m. to noon. A bunch of people on the Lockdown channel are all part of it. I'm part of it for a couple of minutes. They do a great job, and you should feel free to check that out as well. Coming up, we got uh, in just a minute our Tuesday tweets. I always enjoy those, so I know you do too. That's in a minute here on Lockdown Big Ten.
So prize picks, this is pretty cool. Prize picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America and the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. You're not playing against uh, the big time people, the pros. Uh, it's just it's just you and the numbers. And it's it's, it's a you pick more le- more than or less than, and you, it's like a grouping of players, two to six players. You, some stats are put with them, and you think whether they're going to be more than or less than, and then you get good at that. And you watch your your winnings just roll on in. Here's an example. You take a running back. Oh, let's see. The other night we watched Saquon Barkley and the Giants. Maybe you take Saquon Barkley, right? And say Saquon more than 60 yards and pair him up with a Patrick Mahomes more than two touchdown passes. Although I would advise against that because I don't know if you've noticed Kansas City has trouble scoring more than 20 points a game. Isn't that weird? Anyway, maybe you go less than. See? See how this works? More than or less than with a grouping of players and stats. Prize Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Every Tuesday, Prize Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% and gives you even more value. So, uh, you can impress your friends with this, you can uh, impress yourself by, you know, getting some money. That's pretty cool. Go to prizepicks.com/lockedoncollege, use code lockedoncollege for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash college. Use the code college for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. So I like to, every Tuesday, do Tuesday tweets. If you're kind of new to what we're doing here, I, uh, I am at Twitter at TalkBig10. I'm pretty active on it with uh, our own stuff. And also, uh, if anything else is out there regarding the Big Ten and I find it amusing or interesting, I like to retweet it out there, maybe comment on it, get your comments and your thoughts. And uh, I pull the best ones that I think are are very amusing. And we put them on our podcast every Tuesday. So I'm going to put them here up on the screen so you can check them out. Uh, There have been a lot of Taylor Swift stuff, uh, memes out there ever since she's been dating Travis Kelsey of the chiefs and in the press box and people are, are, are taking ownership. If you will, this one is from uh, at barstool big 10. And this is, this is your reaction. Taylor's reaction. When you tell her you are the starting punter for the Iowa Hawkeyes, Tory Taylor, the punter for the Hawkeyes may be their best player on their football team. I don't say that as a joke, I'm not making fun of it. I'm not making fun of the lack of offense that the the Hawkeyes have. This guy is a field flipper. A couple of punts against Wisconsin over 60 yards. He can cough and corner it. He can drop it inside the 20. He is the real deal. So I found this amusing with Taylor Swift. So uh, let's see what else we have. Oh, we have more Taylor Swift. This is from at Swanky Wolverine. Got her all dressed up in the Wolverines. Uh, look like she's in the press box there. Taylor Swift reportedly coming to watch J.J. McCarthy again. At the Michigan-Indiana game this past weekend. Obviously, she didn't. This is all spoof, but I found it amusing and fun. Elsewhere, at Iowa Women's Basketball. If you missed it this weekend, they had an exhibition game against DePaul, and it was to raise money 
for the children's hospital next door that you always see football players waving to going into the fourth quarter over there. And they wanted to set a women's basketball college basketball record and they smashed it. 55,000 people went to the crossover at Kinnick at the, the, at the football stadium, outdoor basketball on Sunday afternoon, Iowa won. And Caitlin Clark had a triple-double and was awesome as always. But here's a picture behind the scenes of them putting the court together on the football field. Remember, Nebraska had the volleyball match at their football stadium. Uh, 100,000 people showed up to that. So uh, some cool stuff happening. Here's J.J. McCarthy, a little hype video. This is probably for his uh, TV uh, little headshot, uh, but it was retweeted out for at Blue. Hey, I would have this reaction too if my coach told me I'm the best quarterback of all time. Here is oh, this is hilarious. This is from at Marcus Hartman. So Purdue this weekend. You know, if you've ever been to a football game, you know they do like promotions during the timeouts. Keep everybody excited. They brought a student on to attempt to kick a 40-yard field goal uh, for prizes. He hit it. So the student made the 40-yard field goal. Then the Boilermakers' real kicker missed a 39-yard field goal. I'm not making this up. Here is uh, Rutgers players at at, uh, Brian Fonseca showing a picture, a video, uh, actually, of the Rutgers football players after they were 18 down, coming back to beat Maryland. And then they threw the athletic director, Pat Hobbs, into the air celebration. That's fun. At Big Ten football, here is a picture of the Heartland Trophy after Iowa beat Wisconsin 15-6 to in a very Iowa way. What, one touchdown, two field goals, and a safety. Congratulations to them, but pretty cool. Good look at the trophy. Uh, here's another picture of that basketball court on the football field with 55,000 people at Iowa. I wanted to give you uh, another look at it from this uh, shot on Twitter because it's very cool. And a shout out to at Eaton 73 Ryan. Ryan Eaton gave us a shout out. He said, At Talk Big Ten, thanks for all you do. The Big Ten will always be the best in America. Thank you. And I agree with you. That's very good. Thank you. Appreciate that very much. All right. Um, a lot of stuff going on here this week. This is a huge week, and we're very excited about it. Uh, we're going to get more into Penn State, Ohio State over the weekend. We will continue to keep a watch on the injury situation with the Buckeyes. We will not forget Michigan, Michigan State this week as we roll into a huge weekend coming up. Along the way at any time, if you want to hit me up on Twitter at TalkBig10, on the website, TalkBig10.com. Those are all with the number 10. Don't spell it out, at TalkBig10 or TalkBig10.com. Or hit me up here on YouTube. Love to hear from you. Again, a reminder, subscribe with the black button down below. It's easy, it's fast, it's free, and you're in. And uh, you can subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Lockdown Big Ten as soon as it becomes available each and every day. We crank these out. They're uh, uh, released every morning, bright and early, so you can Check them out at your leisure throughout any part, whatever part's best for you uh, during the day. Also invite you to check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast for the latest on everything else going on in sports. Have yourself a great day. Can't wait to talk next time. I'm Craig Scheman for Lockdown Big Ten.